Hey, I'm Megan Muscat here with Danielle Como, and we're Politics Unscripted. This season, we are focusing in on harassment, and in this episode, we will discuss verbal abuse. Alright, so while catcalling is a part of verbal abuse, we're saving that actually for another episode, so in this one, we're going to express our opinions and stories about negative comments made by anyone to someone else. So whether that's family, friends, co-workers, or could even be you being the problem, and defined by Wikipedia, verbal abuse occurs when a person forcefully criticizes, insults, or denounces someone else through a destructive form of communication intended to harm the self-perception of the other person and produce negative emotions and it is also characterized by underlying anger and hostility towards that person. Okay, so now that I just educated y'all, let's really dive right into how this real issue can appear in different areas of our lives. Yeah, I think you covered it pretty well, but also discussed in this episode will be the detrimental effects verbal abuse has on one's mentality, self-perception, and confidence. Um, when harassed and constantly talked down to, this severely affects mental health and self-esteem poorly, especially when done by someone close to you like family or friends. Even if you don't believe them at first, when negative things are said about you constantly, you eventually believe them yourself. That's just sadly what happens. This is most often the root cause of and when mental illnesses come into play and what is a pivotal role in someone's mental health. From the Mayo Clinic Symptoms and Causes page on mental illnesses, mental illnesses in general are thought to be caused by a variety of genetic and environmental factors, such as inherited genetic traits, unhealthy environmental factors before birth, and brain chemistry. However, risk factors such as traumatic experiences, abuse, and neglect, having stressful life conditions, and having few healthy relationships also contribute to these serious and real illnesses. Nah, this episode will not primarily focus on mental health, but it's an important branch that stems from the effects of and the underlying cause of what verbal abuse and harassment can do to a person, and in many ways verbal harassment is pretty much just like bullying. And so to further break down the forms of verbal harassment, we are going to chunk this into three categories, and they will include family, friends, and coworkers. So often when an individual gets verbally harassed by their family, it does not register as abuse right away. Instead, it's viewed as a teaching moment or constructive behavioral criticism. But understand this, there's a fine line between helpful parental guides and just straight disrespecting someone and the difference is feeling violated uncomfortable lowered self-esteem and many other reasons so the family aspect often goes hand in hand with like slut shaming and sexual harassment as well and we will only touch on these briefly for now but when parents expect you to dress a certain way or cover up because males in the family will think a certain way if you don't They are the problem and not you. I've been told once to go change out of my dress because it looks like I'm a slut and I'm trying to steal one of my cousin's mans. First of all, her man ain't even my type. And second, even if he was, why would I do that to my cousin? I was wearing a dress to go out to your birthday dinner and you're telling me to change? Hell nah. Like, that's just... I don't know. I was just pretty upset. In the end, I ended up changing because 
everyone kept talking about it and it was just stupid and it was pretty much borderline harassment. Yes, girl, I totally agree with you. It's it's really fucked up. But the issue with this is that when you bring up something to your family that made you feel uncomfortable, they blame you and call you sensitive or that you took it the wrong way. But in reality, they're just trying to cover their own asses after you expose them. And the bottom line is that parents and elders can call our generation sensitive or soft all they want, but the real issue is how they have normalized this type of abusive behavior within our cultures and how it is deemed as okay to constantly degrade their own family based on how they look, dress, act, or anything else for that matter. They project their own insecurities onto us, the same ones that they grew up getting mocked for which in turn causes a sinister cycle and never-ending loop in generational abuse, bitch. Exactly, because every single lecture always starts out with back in my day or when I was your age. Like, come on, it's 2019. Society's changing. We cannot stick with those old-ass rules. Like, come on. And my family, not just my parents, but like my whole family, continuously comment on my educational choices and I want to set some records straight right now because some people don't know I did not drop out of college like yeah it kind of looks like it did because I just up and left without telling anyone I told like maybe three people that I was leaving but I did not drop out I transferred to a two-year to get my AA because Stetson University was not really working out for me and then I will transfer to another university to get my degree I never said I was not going to go to school, and I never said I was not going to get a degree. I've literally been planning to transfer since maybe November, maybe even September of 2018. And I've always complained about Stetson University, especially to Megan sometimes, about how much I didn't like it and how I knew my parents would not want me to transfer. So I kind of just took it upon myself to contact some colleges and apply And I'm 19, so I think I know if I need to go to a different school better than anyone else does. And every single time I see some specific family members that I'm not going to name, they're always saying, you better go back to college. Sir, last I checked, I'm enrolled in FSCJ, not sitting on my ass, sipping some tea, watching soap operas all fucking day long, like you do. And everyone tells me almost every single day how disappointed they are in me, how I should have stayed at Stetson, and that I had my chance at getting a degree. But, I mean, luckily it hasn't taken on me mentally because I honestly don't give a fuck what they think. It's just kind of annoying that, like, they verbally harass me every single day, pretty much. Not every day, like, that's an over-exaggeration, but, like, majority of the time. And then I always get asked what I'm going to do with a political science degree. And I always say back, anything I want to do, bit. Well, not the bit part, but you know what I mean. And so how about you, Megan? Because has your family ever harped on you about your education? Like, I mean, I get that they're trying to show they care, but it comes across as too harsh. Like, they're mad about it all the time. Because there's always, like, a little hint of attitude. Mm, bitch, I hear you, girl. Let me tell you. I know this all too well. 
I believe in one of our first episodes, we briefly discussed our majors, but I will go into more depth now. My original major, when being accepted to my current school, the University of Central Florida in Orlando, was art history. And with that, my goal career was to manage a museum or gallery of some type. However, after looking into the requirements to manage a museum, (laughs) I found out you need a fucking master's degree to do all that extra shit. And I'm sorry, but grad school is just not for me. Like, period. After I copped that bachelor's degree, it's over and I'm done. So I immediately knew I had to make a change for my major and career path like ASAP. So I decided to add the minor of art education to my art history degree to set me apart and maybe get a job in the education field, in the arts somewhere possibly, like being ahead of a department or something. Now, literally within this week, like yesterday, <laughs> I changed it once more, and but just changing my entire major to teaching art education instead of just making it that minor, if that makes sense. Like if you follow... <laughs> That's that's what I did. And that's my choice to make, not anyone else's. Like telling my parents made like that I made this decision made the dreaded I told you so's and the finally you changed your major to something that actually has jobs lecture commence. Sure, this isn't necessarily abuse, and I'm not saying that it is, but shit, guys, let me be. Like, it's my education and my choice to do this. I'm sorry y'all ain't had the opportunity to be sent to college, but get off my bag, bro. (laughs) Especially ever since I took interest in the arts. Like, I always had the lecture of available jobs and if it will even pay well, blah, blah, blah. But art's my passion, always has been, and always will be, so I really don't care what others think or have to say about me in that like matter so whatever also it's not like i change my major 3 times within a semester because basically they're all the same branch within the same college it's really just fine tuning the hair goat like there's like barely anything different from them it's just called a different title so what the fuck? Finally, to address the popular looming questions said by parents of art majors, so if you're an art major, this has probably been asked of you at every single family gathering, and that question is, what the fuck will you even do with an art degree? Okay, well here's the answer. I'm gonna wipe my ass with it, Karen. Thank you very much, and fuck off. Exactly. Girl, I've changed my major once. I originally wanted to go into finance because my family made me believe I wanted it to do it, to become some CFO or some. So you want to know how I chose that major? I dead ass closed my eyes and scrolled and whatever I clicked on was going to be my major and it happened to be finance. I'm so serious. I originally wanted to do aerospace engineering, but my parents wouldn't let me go to Embry-Riddle because it was too expensive, but they let me go to Stetson. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then I added economics, so I was doubling in finance and economics, all because my family pretty much wanted me to do that. Like, they wanted me to go into business, basically. And I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic, but basically, I feel like families shouldn't try to tell their kids or harp on them for what they want to do in life. It's the kid's life, not the parents. And now that I listen to myself, I'm a political science major, and maybe we'll go to law school, I'm not sure, but that's probably what I want to do, so yeah. Yeah, well... 
off topic or not, we said what we said, and it's all too important for students like us to feel important and supported throughout our nearing of real, real adulthood after college. And if that includes unnecessary and unhealthy pressuring to do things with our lives, things we know in our hearts we just don't want to do, that's just an abusive situation where we will be the ones suffering in the end, trying to support ourselves when no one else would. So, circling back, sure, harping on your kid for picking the right major in uni may seem super minuscule to real problems in real unhealthy family relationships today, but harping on someone and placing immense pressure for someone to live up to your own unmet and unrealistic goals drains a person mentally and emotionally. They are no longer living for pleasing themselves and their own interests, but for you and your interests. And that is toxic and very manipulative. So stop making your kids live out your broken dreams and aspirations that you never got to live out yourself. It's honestly pathetic. And now there can be some verbal abuse in the workplace too, not just in the family. So I really love the job I have right now, but some people just get on my fucking nerves and love to see my blood boil. Like, I'm a new employee and some people treat me like shit even though I've definitely been working in general longer than them and they just act like I'm stupid and these, just saying, they're they're all guys at my job that act like this to me. And whether they tell me shit I already know, mess with me, or even start dumb arguments with me, it's still verbal harassment in a way. And I just don't think you should treat your coworkers like that. And I may talk to my manager to not schedule me with them anymore, which luckily this week I'm not working with them. And I only have so much patience because the other day this kid told the assistant manager that I posted the drop of our podcast on my Snapchat while I was on the clock just to push me and make me mad, which the manager, she didn't even give a fuck because we've known each other since middle school and she like honestly didn't really care. Also, two guys there just constantly tell me what to do. Like, for example, we were supposed to hand a slip of paper and explain to customers about this deal happening weeks from now. So I told this guy because my manager told me to since it was the first day we were doing it and I've been there since opening. And he proceeded to tell me that I was wrong and that you didn't need to do it. And I was like, oh yeah, well, here's the email for management. And then the next day, he tells me exactly what I told him to do the day before. And I was like, I literally told you that yesterday. And he said, nah, no you didn't. And while this may not seem like harassment, I mean it low-key is. Because the guys at my job stay having little shit and cocky type attitudes. And they make degrading comments. Not sexually degrading, luckily, but intellectually degrading, if that makes sense. I mean, how come my manager promoting me to assistant and not y'all so i've been there only two months so that's the real tea you're never gonna get anywhere for disrespecting other assistants too which does happen by the guys at my job and i'm not trying to be sexist about all this but really it is the guys at my job having dumb little attitudes and part of it may be because they are younger but that's no fucking excuse to treat anyone disrespectfully regardless of age gender race etc period. 
I want to know why mansplaining and the overpowering of women in the workplace is so hard for men to recognize that it isn't okay. Like, they never see anything wrong with the way that they act or treat females by example degrading us to those housekeeping tasks like sweeping and cleaning instead of the actual job like we mentioned in our previous episode like honey your sexism is showing like fix it and do better even though this episode does seem all over the place it's very broad and inclusive for the different places one can experience verbal abuse it's not even limited to just these situations either whether it's family in the workplace school friends once again verbal abuse or abuse of any kind for that matters never okay we're just serving y'all straight raw facts so thanks for listening to our dumbasses lose our train of thought multiple times and if you're still listening you're a real one we could definitely go on and on with any and all stories we come across in the news that relates to this please 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 respond to this episode with your thoughts guys we want to know how y'all feel and if y'all have had any other different stories or scandals you want mentioned we want to hear them all But um, looks like that's all the time we have for today's episode, guys. Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode um, by following at Politics Unscripted on Instagram and at Polly Unscripted on Twitter. Yeah, thanks for tuning in and be sure to support our channel for more awesome content coming y'all's way. And be sure to keep an eye out for our next episode. So catch y'all next time on Politics Unscripted.